the earth. And then man kind of got that mixed up and they've always gotten it mixed up. They've always said uh, from from the from the get go, the order has they've started saying, well, we're going to listen to the ground. We're going to listen to the things that should be serving us. We're going to make those things our masters. And so we do that all the time. We do that with our money. We, we, we let money be the, our master instead of it serving us. We let um, all, the other, all the other hobbies and stuff in the world. Um, what are you taking a picture of? Yes, it's from the yes. Okay. No other preacher is this fabulous. (laughs) Y'all can hang me from the ceiling and we can have a disco later. (laughs) I always get nervous when someone is holding up a phone. (laughs) This is... (laughs) Um, So, it is... uh, It is... It's really helpful to... Oh, no, I've just got sparkles. <laughs> I thought I got them all off of me, but then I carried the bag up and just knocked it against me. Anyway, um, we, we have a tendency to make things that we, sh- that we should use as tools serve, that should serve us. We have a tendency to serve them, to make them um, the most important things in our lives. And God rescued us from that sort of slavery. He rescued the Israelites from that sort of slavery. He rescued us with Jesus. He rescued them with Moses. And he brings them out of Egypt. And God reminds them of this over and over again. He says, I brought, I who brought you up out of Egypt. I, the Lord your God, who brought you up out of Egypt. And then he adds, and he doesn't usually um, keep from adding this. He says, into the land of promise. And that's where we, that's what happens in Joshua. I don't know if you talked last week about just one of the worst parts where they're just wandering around the desert. And he has, he tells them, I'm going to take you to a place. I'm going to bring you out of a place and take you to a place. And that is the routine of God. Because God doesn't just rescue us from things. He rescues us to things. He redeems us forward. And I think sometimes Christianity has turned into God has rescued us from our sins. But why? Because we had sins. I know. But where is He taking us? And what's it going to be like when he takes us there? Well, the the answer is it's going to be difficult. You know, the first thing they had in their way in the book of Joshua, and if you read the story this week, you you read the whole book of Joshua, the the action parts of Joshua. And they cross... They cross the Jordan and they, uh, they go to Jericho and then they, 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 they have all of these battles. These guys that have been training for this for 40 years. They have all these battles and kings gang up on them. And even in the story where the story is trying to get rid of some of like the, 
the, um, the, the, the where they say this guy begat this guy begat this guy begat this guy. You know, like what I call the porky pig passages of scripture. That'll hit you later. Where it's just it's it's this and this and this and then these lists. Even in the story, it's it's got to tell you all the kings that ganged up on him time after time. And it's this king and that king and this king and this king's and these are places you don't know you don't have any idea where they are you don't not quite sure the arrangement of 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 life in Canaan you don't know the geography but you know that they're having to fight battles people are coming up against them and trying to kill them and God is sending them into harm's way God is giving them a promise. And that promise is not just freedom from slavery. The promise is not just freedom from sin. The promise is a new land. A promised land. And it's a land that if you would like to occupy it, you will have to fight some battles. That you are going to have to Work hard to persevere. They, the first one they fought. Remember Jericho? Everyone knows the story of Jericho. Maybe not everyone. Maybe you don't. That's fine. You're no lesser of a person. Jericho is a weird one because say, he says, all right, first battle. Here we go. It's not really their first battle, but it's first one on that side of Jordan. We're going into the promised land. All right, how are we going to do this? Well, first off, you two guys go in there and find a woman of ill repute and stay the night with her. I'm like, All right, what? Just information. Just figure out what's going on. They said, well, they're... basically what they found out was everyone's afraid of you. Okay, that's fantastic. We can do it. So they... God says, all right, here's what you do. You just walk around it. Okay. And they did. You know, and we always insert like... Uh, um, we always insert like the, the people going, um, I'm not sure. It doesn't say that in the Bible. They got up and marched around Jericho and went and sat down. Got up, marched around Jericho. Then they did it six times, crumbled to the ground. They took care of it. Over and over again, God gave them victory. And there are times they didn't get victory. And God says, here's why. And your life is going to look like that as God leads you to a promised land. Sometimes it's just monotony. Sometimes it's miraculous. Sometimes it's failure because your own consequences are holding you back. But all of it no matter how it looks, how, how the battle plays out, it's all in seek, in, in, in the quest of God's promise. It's all us seeking what God is showing. The story of Scripture is not God just rescuing us from something. It's God rescuing us to something. And I would argue that that's the main point. Like we say repent sometimes and we mean or we, it sounds like we mean stop sinning. But repentance isn't starting, or stop sinning, it's starting to love. 
It's starting to have faith. Repentance isn't an ending to something. It's a beginning to something. It's a new root. And I know we can focus sometimes on, on sin and say, well, this, this, is, uh, this sin is really bad. Don't do that. And this sin's really bad. And don't do that. And church, Christianity can sometimes be about which sins we aren't doing. Which sins we're repenting from. But repentance isn't just from something. It's to something. We aren't just saved from something. We're saved to something. We're not just forgiven for something. We're forgiven so that we can be something new. And that takes work. Notice the salvation comes before we're called to new things. Jesus comes and redeems us and then calls us. Jesus calls us out of our slavery into the kingdom, into the promised land. And unlike, I, I took the globe down because I'm going to part ways with my friend on this one. Thank you. Unlike what you might see on TV, it is not easy. It is not filled with health and wealth and happiness. It is not filled with ease. It is hard work. There are battles to fight. So God pulls Joshua aside. And when I, when I came upon this, uh, the whole book of Joshua, which is fun to preach a whole book, I thought, well, the obvious one's going to be 24. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that one's good too. I'm sure it appreciates me. Um, giving it the stamp of approval. But Joshua 1 says, no one, God is telling them, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And here's why. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now, we know the end of the story here. We know that they get the promised land. We know that they win the battles. Even the ones they don't win, they try again. Game over. Put the quarterback in. Go fight it again. They win. Second try, they always win. You do not want to be fighting Israel in a battle on their second try. As I was with Moses... So I will be with you. At this point, Joshua does not know that the battles are won. We know. So we can jump to chapter 24 and say, this is why we will serve the Lord. He fought the battles for us. But I think a lot of you are standing on the other side of the Jordan, looking at a land that you have yet to enter into, that you've been redeemed from one place, but you haven't quite started walking in the new way. You've repented from sin, but you haven't repented to anything else. And you think, well, some people have it easy. If they're following Jesus, that is not true. It's not that they have it easy. It's that they have a God who is with them. And they trust him. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. 
so I will be with you. I will never, never leave you nor forsake you. And then he says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws of my servant, that my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Now, this does not mean like always. You'll always like if I follow God, then therefore I'll always have um, some moolah, which is Italian. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Christian life, repentance from things and to things, salvation from things and to things, take courage. And the fact that we are afraid is sin. It's sin. Because we are, we are afraid when it doesn't even make sense. My kids, who aren't here, so I can tell you this. My kids... Run to me when a big dog shows up or they see a bee. They run to me and I give them comfort. But little do they know, I can't help them. <laughs> if that dog starts attacking them, I'm way faster than my kids. That's not true, but like, oh, that is true. But if, if, if a dog, I don't know what I, you, I think you can get sent to prison for punching a dog. A bee's going to have their way with my child. If they want to sting my child, I can't, I can't stop them. They find comfort in my presence. And most of the time they're right too, but sometimes I'm panicking too. But God never panics when we can find comfort in his presence. God never thinks we're silly when we find comfort in his presence. Actually, what's really silly is when we claim that God has forgiven us, when we claim that God has redeemed us, when we claim that it is by God's help that we find repentance. And then we are afraid anyway. Favorite lines from a poem, a Christian uh, poet uh, says... Um, We've been given the wings of eagles, but we walk around like chickens. He says, this church isn't a meeting, it's a runway. Let's take off. Don't be afraid. 
for most of us, a huge list of things that we should not do. And in Scripture, there's a lot of things that you shouldn't do. And everyone has one or a few that they struggle with. But there's a good chance you don't struggle with all of them. Um, And you have your one or two. Being freed from those things is just the beginning of it. That's why I'm telling you it's hard. Because you may think, the thing I need to stop doing, stopping doing that is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. No. The next thing will be. Which is loving the people that you come into contact with. Forgiving the people who didn't think you could. A new sort of attitude toward the world around you. That's really hard. And both take courage, strength, and you can't be a coward. That's what you are when you're afraid. And you can't be unfaithful. That's what you are when you're afraid. You may say, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if the new life, if the new place, I don't know if that's something I'm capable of. Man, you've never been more right in your life. But God doesn't come to us and say, be strong and courageous and do not be afraid because you are capable. If you can just search deep down within yourself and find it in yourself, if you can have the will to do it. He doesn't say that, say that at all. Just be strong, courageous. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. And the implication is, God is capable. God can do it. And you are walking alongside the God who is capable. You are walking alongside the God who is able. being afraid and find the next thing the next victory God will give you and then when God gives it to you give him the glory so there, there's, there's a couple, couple of types in here and I've, I found this is true in my life almost all the time so it might be true in your life all the time I'm either one of two people I am someone who needs to be rescued from something or I'm someone who needs to be rescued to something and that's usually the case. There's always a new promised land, a new part of the promised land, the promised life that I need to inhabit. And there's always some slavery that I need to let go. But you need the presence of the king in both situations. You need the presence of God in both situations. And then you need to march ahead fearlessly because it's it, it can be done with God by your side.
One last thing, and I think it's really important tonight. And then I'll end on this. Your church is of utmost importance. Because I don't care how many times I've read Joshua. I haven't seen anyone defeat anybody alone. Not one person after the other who finally starts finding their, their promised land and individually goes and finds where they want to live and then individually runs into problems and they conquer those people alone. It's the kingdom of God walking in together. The people of God walking in together. God's people... Do this together. And if they have chosen to do it together, then they can't be stopped. So if you need to be rescued from something, if you need to be rescued to something, if you need to repent from something, or repent toward something, I think you need God with you. And a family beside you. And God is anxious to be with you. And I'm confident that this family is anxious to be beside you. Do not think that if you come forward, people are going to sit around and say, Man, I wonder what he did. I was thinking she should come forward. No. We don't do that. What happens when people come forward is that we celebrate the new victory, the promised land they're walking into, the slavery they're walking out of. So if today is the day you want to be set free from something or be led into something promised, both can happen this morning. In the name of Jesus, both can happen. When we get baptized, we're leaving an old life and walking into a new one. In the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. If you want to connect with Jesus this morning through his death, burial, and resurrection, if you want to be rescued from a sin, you need to be led into a new one, please come forward while we stand and sing.